support what I'm going to say. He just declared it. Are you hearing me? So as children of God, don't look at your circumstances. Don't look at situation and say, I am finished. God gave you a mouth. He gave you his word. He gave you his promises. And it's left for you to use it to your advantage. Praise the Lord. First Timothy. First Timothy. Chapter 2 verse 1. It's the 11th month of 2021. This time last year, only very few could come to a place like this because it was a different season and a different moment. Hallelujah. We have to appreciate everything in our lives. Every day of our lives, we are able to use our hands, able to use our mouths, use our legs, use our body without help from an outsider, without paying somebody else to do it for you, able to put on your own clothing, able to eat your food safely, go to places you want to go, Appreciate God. Hallelujah. There are so many things we take for granted. And we focus so much on the things that are not working. The things we could have have. The things we thought we deserve to have, but we don't have. We focus negatively on the challenges of lives that comes to us instead of taking advantages of it. When the children of Israel came to the Red Sea, it was a big challenge. It was an impossible task. The children of Israel, they looked at it Moses cried to God and said, God, help us. Remove this situation. What shall we do? God did not take away the Red Sea. What did he do? He parted it for their sake. It doesn't matter what situation you find yourself. God will make a way for you to be victorious. It doesn't matter how big, how long this thing has lasted in your life. The anointing of God is able to destroy it. He said, if you believe, all things are possible for you. I told you to open to Timothy. Chapter 2, verse 1. He said, I exhort thee, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications. What is the first one? Supplication. Supplication. Prayers. Intercessions. And giving of times be made for all men. Supplication. For who? For yourself? For all men. He said you should bring their needs. What you desire them to be like, to become. What you want to happen in their lives. 
in the city where you live, in your family, in this new month, the rest of your life. He said you should what? Make supplications about them. The question is, how do you make supplication? Somebody want to help me? You've not been making supplication? How do you make supplication? By calling a friend. There used to be a show called Who Want to Be a Millionaire? When they get stranded, you have the opportunity to call a friend so you can use your, one of your lifeline now. Call a friend. Ask them, what is supplication? If not, you can Google it. What is supplication? If you'll be doing it, you will know. Are you waiting for me? I'm waiting for you too. What is supplication? You have your phone. Use it, at least for now. Supplication is when you earnestly, you deeply make petitions to God on behalf of others and on behalf of yourself. You might do it by leaning down. You might do it by lifting up hands. You must be engaged fully. Emotionally, mentally, and physically. You are involved. It's not a thing you do casually. You are looking at your phone with one eye, and as soon as one test comes in, what you were doing, you were trying to make supplication, you stop. That is not proper way to make supplication. When you're making supplication, you, you are engaged. You are engaged. You will tune out from the environment that is around you. And you focus on God. It's like bringing a special present to a king. You are dressed for the occasion. Are you hearing me? You use the right language. And he said, making supplications. Supplications. Give me from the King James or New Living, uh, the New King James. Let's see from that, from that point. And we'll come back to this version. He said, I urge you, first of all, to what? Pray for all people. For all people. As you make your requests, plead for God's mercy upon them. And giving thanks. So what, how do you make supplication? Pleading for God's mercies for other people. These could be people that hurt you, people that took advantage of you, people that stole your money, people that disrespect you, people that have no regard for you. He said, 
for you to live a higher life, for you to enter a new level of dimension of blessings, you must learn to make supplication for others. I urge you first of all, meaning is a top priority for you. A top priority to pray for all people. He said, all people, not a people. A people might be a people from a particular region, a particular country, or a particular dialect. They have some things in common. But he said, no, for all people. They could be straight. They could be the other way. They could be righteous. They could be unrighteous. They might be well. They might be sick. They might be rich. They might be anything so long as they have life. He said, it's your responsibility to pray for them. You may have met them. You may have never have met them in your life. You pray for them. And when you pray for them, you will automatically be at a disadvantage. Is that what it means? When you pray for others, what will happen to you? Who will pray for you? When will you not have time to pray for yourself? You see, when you pray for others, what you wish were for others and pray for them will come into your life. Hallelujah. If you want to multiply God's grace in your life, if you want to multiply God's blessings in your life, if you want to multiply God's favor in your life, you must do this thing. It's not a suggestion. Pray for all people. Making requests for them. For instance, a man that don't know Jesus Christ cannot pray to Jesus Christ. You have to make supplication for them. For them to receive Jesus Christ. For them to hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus and understand it. For them to be attentive in their spirit, open in their spirits to receive the good news of salvation. Hallelujah. Making requests for them. And he specifically told them what to ask for. He said, plead for God's mercy. Not because they deserve it. Plead for God's mercy. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let your mercy locate those that don't know you. God don't behold sin. But because of his mercy, he will allow Jesus Christ to carry their sins so he can have mercy upon them. But if you don't pray, I don't pray, Nothing will change. Praise the Lord. You see, when you are praying for others, yours will be taken care of. Because you are just one praying for many. God will equally use many to pray for you. Did you hear me? As you are praying for others, 
God will use many to pray for you. There are a lot of people that are discouraged, disappointed because of the church and because of what the church has done. You know why? Because some of us are not praying and making supplications for them. We are too buried in our needs. Focus so much on the pain, not the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 1. Deuteronomy chapter 1. We start from verse 6. Deuteronomy chapter 1. You can go back to the other translation. Yeah. Deuteronomy chapter 1 from verse number 6. Anybody know about Moses? Who knows Moses? Was Moses an anointed man of God? I want answers. Was Moses anointed? You're not sure? Are you confident that he was anointed? I can hear you. Yes? All right. Moses was anointed and appointed by God. To do what? Take the children of Israel from the land of Egypt to where? To the promised land. Hallelujah. Did he do it? Did Moses carry out that assignment successfully? Was Moses successful in carrying out that assignment? No, he wasn't. But he was anointed. Did God do great things through him? Yes, he did. Today, the Simon is going to be different. So you better get ready. When Peter, on the day of Pentecost, came up to preach. He came with Bible verses that he rehearsed. Is that not true? Hello? I said, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, as the Bible put it, and the people saw them manifesting the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and they were asking questions, did Peter prepare a sermon for that day? Who answered yes and who answered no? How many people said no? That's true. So what did he not preach about? He preached because of the response to the people's needs. Hallelujah. He preached in response to the people's need. There are times we overprepare and we forget the people's needs. I will ask the question again. Moses was anointed, we agree, appointed by God. Was he able to do powerful things? 
Did he do powerful things? He did powerful things. But his primary assignment, did he succeed in doing it? No. How long did it take Moses to journey from Egypt to the supposed promised land? This is why we say come to Bible study. How long did it take, how many years did it take them to journey to the supposed promised land? So next Sunday, if you are coming to church, be ready. Read your Bible, because I'm going to be asking series of questions like this. It's not going to be one more preaching and every other person sleeping. Hallelujah. So it took 40 years for Moses to take the people of Israel from Egypt close to the promised land. Close to where? The promised land. And how long did it take Joshua to take them from where Moses left them to the promised land. How many? How many years? <laughs> I said close to the promised land. To get close to the promised land. To get close to the promised land. How many years? Okay, less than 40 years. Okay. How many years did it take Joshua to take them to cross the... To get to the promised land? How many years? One year? Close. You are close. How many days? Seven. One year? Seven days? You change your answer? So look at your Bible. You see, when Moses died, when Moses died, God came to Joshua and said, Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. As if Joshua was not there. <laughs> God came to Joshua and said, Joshua, my servant, Moses, is dead. Who was Joshua to Moses? His brother? He was his, his uh, assistant, his right-hand man. So if Moses died, will the right man not know? So why would God still go there and ask him and tell him and announce to him, Moses, my servant, is not dead? Because God wanted to let Joshua, no, there was going to be a new season. The anointing of Moses, the man that carried the rod, has ended. And the new season is about to come in. The challenges Moses faced, those challenges were about to fade away. Are you hearing me? Just like in your life. So many things has lingered for long. You were appointed for that. It was your dream from childhood. To be a successful person. To be an influential person. 
to have a stable home, to have a stable career, to live in good health. For some reason, challenges of life came and distracted you. I'm here to announce to you, is a new day. I said, I'm here to announce to you, is a new day. Moses, in his capacity, did wonders that the world never seen, have never known before. Because God had a hand upon him. Moses was a representation of Christ to the people of Israel because he was to take them to the promised land. His assignment was to take them to the promised land. But for us as believers, our promised land is not in a physical land. Our promised land is in Christ Jesus. Where did I say you should turn to? Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 6. What did he say? He said, The Lord our God spoke unto us in Hebron, saying, Ye have dwelt long enough in this mountain. Were they supposed to even be in that mountain? No, they were not supposed to. But God said, I am tired of seeing you in that situation. I'm tired seeing you in that pain. I'm tired to see you lament the way you do. He said, you've lingered on for too long. He said, the Lord spoke unto us, saying, ye have dwelt long enough in this mount. You have stayed too long. It's time to make progress. It's time to get up. It's time to arise. It's time to shine. It's time to do new things. It's time to take up God's promises. What was their target? The promised land to enter. A land flowing with milk and honey. That was why they left Egypt. But the circumstances of life, the challenges, their neighbors were wicked to them. And as such, they were on the, on the mount for a long time. It was God that came to remind them, remember your dream. Remember your destination. Remember where you're going. Don't let this place, your temporary comforts, end your dream. Don't let these distractions destroy your destiny. Don't let man-made situation to cut short God's glory in your life. It is time for you to move from where you are to where God wants you to be. It is time. It is time for a change. It's a new month. It's a new season. God is announcing to you, Moses, my servant, is dead. And the problem that Moses was solving, they are all dead. 
is a new day, is a new beginning, is a new auction. Verse 7. Turn you and take your journey and go to the Mount of Amorite and unto all the places near dear unto in the plain, in the hills, and in the valley, in the south, and by the seaside to the land of the Canaanites, and unto Lebanon, unto the great river, the river Ephratris. Verse 8. Can you hold on a little bit? Go back to that verse. What were the things that limited them, that kept them on the mount for so long? These are the things that kept them. The valleys, the mountains, the hills, everywhere they, saw, everywhere they looked, there were problems. And they turned to this side, there is a sea. On the other side, there is a big hill, a mountain. On the other side, there's a group of people that don't like them. When they look at them and they said, how can we go? Let's just stay here. How are we going to make progress when these people, all the odds are stuck against us? My job can barely, can barely pay my bills. My health has been challenged. Somebody is even suing you. So what do you do? Just stay where you are. It's time to make supplications. Make supplications. You pray. That God have mercy upon them and open the way. May God have mercy and give you new, new avenue. Verse 8. Behold, I have set the land before you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. God is saying, the land you were supposed to go, you have forgotten. You see all the challenges around you. Now I set it before you. Look at it. You can't reach it. I have set the land before you. No wonder it's a year of clear vision. So what was obscure from you, you cannot see. What you have been blinded to that have been there all this while, you could not see that there are possible solutions that God has made provision for you. He says, see now, you can see that I've set it before you. May God make a way for you. I said, may God make a way for you. May God give you the wisdom to navigate to where he wants you to be in the name of Jesus Christ. So don't despise anything God will bring your way. It might be a tiny information you never had before. Take advantage of it. Don't say, this one I have done before, it did not work. Take that information, act upon it, and use it. And God will bring you to the place he wants you to be. Do you imagine if the people of Israel had said to Joshua, your master could not take us. Now you, boy, boy, pastor's boy, pastor is gone. It's you now that wants to take us to where you want us to go. So don't despise what God is bringing your way. Be sensitive to God's direction in your life. Hallelujah. So behold, I said before you, 
I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord sworn unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give unto them and their seed after them. Praise the Lord. Wow. Are you able to see? Are you able to see? Are you able to believe that God is able, is able to do that which is promised in your life? It doesn't matter who counts you out, but when you depend on God, you are a winner. You are victorious. I have set the line before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord sworn unto your fathers. You see, when God talk, the way God talk is different from the way we talk. If we were to be us talking, we say, uh, try your, by every means, all that you have, and go and take the land. No. God said, go in. Go in and possess it. To God, those obstacles in verse 7 does not exist. Those limitations does not exist. It's like Jesus Christ talking to the man with the withered hand. He said, stretch forth your hand. To God, the hand was not withered. Physically, it looked like it was withered. He said, go possess the land. Stretch forth your hand. Open your eyes. Don't look at that situation and say, how am I going to get out from this? How am I going to get out from this? No helper. I have no, I have no friends. Family members are gone. Do you know there are some problems you have? Even your wife can't help you. Even your husband can't help you. All the people around you can't help you. Then you know it's only God that can help you. You may call everybody you need to call. They will listen to you. They will encourage you. But the solution is between you and God. I said the solution is between you and God. There must be a time you put the phone aside and say, God, help me or I'm finished. Heal me or I die. Bless me. Otherwise, are being left in stock. Hallelujah. If you still find time to sleep, maybe I, have, I stop asking questions, that's why. And I'm going to ask. Hallelujah. Next verse. And I speak unto you at that time, saying, I am not able to bear you myself alone. This is Moses. He said, I am not able to bear you myself alone. I am tired of your complaint. Tired of how large you have become. How big and successful you have become. Did you know 
the bigger your house, the bigger the mortgage. The bigger the car, the more gas you buy. But who wants to buy, who wants a, a better car? You should have a, a bigger capacity. The more your responsibility grows, the more your supplication to God should increase. Did you hear me? The more your responsibility grows, the more your supplication to God increases. The more time you spend in the word of God increases. Said so I spoke unto them at that time saying, I am not able to bear you myself alone. Who was speaking? Moses, anointed man of God. He said he was tired physically. Next verse. We'll be closing soon. Don't worry. The Lord your God has multiplied you. Wow. In the midst of all their struggles, from the time they started moving from Egypt, Moses is giving an account that it was not just it was not just problems that they encountered. In the midst of their problem, God was doing something among them. He said, God multiplied you. Wow. God didn't wait until they got to the promised land to multiply them. God didn't wait until everything was all right for him to multiply them. But did you know most of them did not know that God has multiplied them until Moses told them, the Lord has multiplied you. He said, the Lord has multiplied you. What is that thing in your life that you have neglected God has multiplied in your life? What is it? Is it your children that are at peace with you? Is it your career? So there must be something in your life that you can point to and say, God, thank you. Thank you. It's not all bad. It's not all the hills, the valley, the infratries and all the rivers around me. There is something around me that is multiplied. Recognize it and give him thanks for it. That the Lord your God hath multiplied you and behold, ye are these days as the stars of heaven for multitude. Wow. Did you know that used to be a promise? Moses is saying it's no longer a promise. It has happened. It has happened in your life. But do you recognize it? He said, the Lord has multiplied you. When this word was spoken, Moses wasn't there. It was a promise to Abraham. God said, he took Abraham out and said, Abraham, look at the stars. If you can come there, I will make your descendant as many. Was Moses there? No. But today, Moses is coming to testify and saying, what God promised your father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he has done it. So rejoice and get up. Be courageous and move forward. It's a new season again. It's a new day. Get up. Count his blessings and name them one by one. And you will be surprised what the Lord has done. That the Lord, your God has multiplied you. And behold, ye are these days as the stars of heaven for a multitude. But meanwhile, they saw themselves small. Compared to other nations, they were still looking small. But God said, you are a multitude. Moses said, you are a multitude like the stars, just as God has promised. I am here to tell you that the blessings of God 
upon your life is multiplied in the name of Jesus Christ. The peace of God that passeth all understanding is yours in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 11. The Lord God of your father makes you a thousand times more. Hallelujah. Wow. Moses just declared that they be multiplied. Is that all he said? He said God has already multiplied them as multitude and as many as the stars of the heavens. But he said, now there is going to be another change. He said, the Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times more. He said, what you see today, God is going to multiply it a thousand times more. Wow, you're not excited. He <laughs> said, the blessings today you see is nothing compared to what you are going to handle right next. If you made an investment and you made a hundred thousand or you made a hundred percent, that is nothing compared to a thousand times more. So you are welcome to my month of a thousand times more. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I said a thousand times more. November is my month of a thousand times more. Multiplication of peace, multiplication of blessings, multiplication of interest, multiplication of investments. Remember, the Bible says God told his children, Adam and Eve, he said, be fruitful and multiply. Then later, when Noah came out from the, from, from the, from the ark and he made a, a beautiful sacrifice to God, he told them, be fruitful and multiply. Our last month was our month of producing good fruit. After you produce good fruits, God will multiply it. So it's our month of a thousand times more. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and so shall it be. Verse 12. These are the things you must do. Hallelujah. These are the things you must do. He said, how can I, myself alone, bear the cumbrance and your burdens and your stripes? Investing. Okay. Number one, he said, take you wise men. So you must be wise. You must be wise and have understanding. You must have understanding. Be wise and have understanding. Don't just do things anyhow. After you master your craft, after you master your talents, you multiply it. You repeat it. And you become like as numerous as a star. Say, be wise and have understanding and know among your tribe and I will make them rulers over you. May God make you leaders in your field. I said, may God make you leaders in your field. May God make you leaders in your field. In that business, may you dominate it. In the name of Jesus, in your career, may you be number one. Everywhere you go, may the blessings of God set you apart. May the blessings of God cause the right people, the right information, the right things that you require at this season that will make God's word to come alive in your life 
to come right now to you in the name of Jesus. May them come to you by grace, free of trouble, free of limitation, free of any mass interference, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray over you right now that everything that God has prepared for you before you were even born, that you have not seen or touched. I declare by the Spirit and the anointing of God that they locate you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Every institution, every power that be that need to help you to make God's word manifest in your life, I command them to locate you with God's grace right now in the name of Jesus. I declare wherever you've been forgotten, Wherever you've been disregarded, that God will make you number one and you'll be more, and you will witness more influence in every area in the name of Jesus. I pray that from today going forward, the anointing of a thousand times more will multiply the things of your hands, will multiply the works of your hands. We multiply the blessings in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the same light I declare. That every satanic operation. Will be defeated a thousand times in the name of Jesus. Every plan that is not consistent with God's promise. They will fail a thousand times before they get to you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I declare by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. That all around you, helpers of destinies, will locate you in the name of Jesus. When you call for one, a thousand will show. They will compete to, to help you, to help you go to the next level. In the mighty name of Jesus, I release the resources. I release the anointing. I release the influence. And I release the power. For you to multiply a thousand times more in the name of Jesus Christ. This, this year, before the end of the year, you will have a testimony that God has multiplied you and has increased you a thousand times more in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be God forevermore. Are you excited? It's like you guys are. Uh, <laughs> I'll leave that. Hallelujah.